Hello and welcome. I'm Dave Myers. And uh, uh, and I'm Cy King. Well, we're not very bikers today. We are the Agony Uncles. Uncle Cy and Uncle Dave. Are you all right, Uncle Cy? I'm very good, Uncle Dave. How are you? Hi. We see we're here to answer all your problems. Oh, yeah. You know, anything financial, personal, affairs of the heart, the whack. And you can guarantee that our advice will be probably you... worth ignoring, but hopefully mildly entertaining. Yes, quite perfectly useless, actually. <laughs> you never know, though. No? Amongst the pearls, you will find swine. I mean, amongst the detritus, you will find a pearl. Well, I mean, you might have to dig a bit for it, but it'll be all right. It'll be there somewhere. You know, that's the fun of the show, isn't it, dude? Yes. We've had some. We've had some lovely comments from listeners and everything. It's great. Yeah, everybody's been lovely. Have we helped people? Yes, there's a lady called Karen Homan, and she says, Note to self, don't listen to the podcast on the train, because everybody will stare at you when you laugh out loud. She loved it, and she's looking forward to hearing the next one. That's nice. Oh, nice. Thank you for the podcast, loving it, somebody said. That was Adele. I'm not entirely sure it's the singer Adele, but... It, it well, was in a... our heads, Adele. Adele. Let's take right. that, dude. Take, take it. That. That, that's what you call an endorsement from the top. Oh, aye, what? Well, we're here to help you with your problems. We've been lucky enough to be around the world four times. We've been around life several times. We've seen plenty of life. So chances are, with our vast experience, we can help with all your troubles. <laughs> <laughs> or send you up completely the wrong track. Anyway, listen. So you need to get in touch. And give us your emails, and this is how you do it. It's called agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. And on the Agony Uncles team today, we have Mark Jeeves, the thin white dupe, the voice of moderacy. Hello, Mark. Hello, everybody. It's lovely to be with you for another podcast. And uh, yes, I'm, I hope you're looking forward to some some pretty juicy problems because that's what we've been sent and that's what you're going to have to deal with today. Juicier oh. the better, Mark. Juicier the better. I think yeah. so. It's like Jaffa. <laughs> yes, and we'll have to, Dave, don't we? Oh, we, we do. We've got to welcome back the one, the only, the posh voice of reason from the Fortnum and Mason's posh aisle. It is Posh Tash. Whoa! Took my forelock if I had one. Yes, indeed. <laughs> good morning, good morning. My silver spoon is ready. I'm here. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Oh, it's lovely. Oh. Kingy, play Love that it. jingle. Pressing now. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best Well, in today's show, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, with help from Posh Taz, you'll be helping with the following problems We've got keeping them sweet We've got the on-off boyfriend Some hairy dyer to help And in confidential corner Help, I can't find his willy But we're going to start. Can we start my confidential no, corner? No, no, <laughs> no. That'll make sure people listen to the end. Yes. It's, even if it is a little one. It's, a, <laughs> it's an old trick. <sighs> we're going to start with keeping them sweet. This is something hopefully you'll be able to clear up very quickly. It comes from Incognito Woman, who says, oh. Dear Uncle Si and dear Uncle Dave, actually, I can't really call someone I fancy uncle. 
That's just creepy. Oh. But I wonder which one of you she fancies. Oh, they always fancy him. Oh, it's him. But don't they fancy you as well? Oh, well, maybe I've lost a few pounds. I might be a bit more attractive to the opposite sex. But a few pounds, dude. You look like... A, I've seen more fat than a chip. Look <laughs> at A neck like Deirdre from Coronation Street now. Yeah, I've... Oh. 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 <laughs> Barbara! You also look like... We need to put some weight on your shoulders because you've got a big head and no shoulders. <laughs> Go on, then. Go on, then, Anonymous. On. Incognito woman says, Hello... Uncle Sian, Uncle Dave. I've seen many of your programmes where you use palm sugar in cooking, but I've never seen it locally to where I live until very recently. The same with jaggery. And then this week I found both in local shops. The problem is both of them have a short use-by date of about two weeks. So what I need to know is how do you store it? How long can you keep it for? Can it be frozen? I don't know about you, King. Your mind's been in the cupboard for about four years. Same, honestly. <laughs> and it's perfectly fine to use. Yeah. My, mine's rock-hard lump. I know you can get, like, the soft, squidgy one, but mine's like a lump of candy, and I just mm. grate it off. Yeah, same. Exactly the same. You see, the thing is that sugar for millennia has been used as a preservative because we have jams. And this sort of sugar is no exception, you see. It's just because the food companies go, use by this date, so then you throw it out and buy some more. Uh, Uncle Sai, I've got a point to pick with you. Oh, yeah? You are wrong. Sugar is not a preservative. No. If sugar was a preservative, it wouldn't rot your teeth, would it? The no. amount of sweets I suck when I was a kid, my chompers would be like ivory now. <laughs> no, I know, dude, but we're not talking about that sort of preservative. We're talking about preserving, preserving stuff, other stuff. You know what I mean? Like jam. You know what I mean? That's why, you you know, you make jam with loads of sugar, because it, like, you know, preserves it. Did Incognito Woman suggest something called jaggery as a type jaggery. of sugar? Yes, yes. yes. What is it? Posh Tash doesn't know what that is. I have no idea. Oh, no, no we, we wouldn't go to those sorts of shops, would you? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's used... <laughs> pick your pubes up, sorry. <laughs> Tell you something, what's going on on this podcast? You pick my pubes up with a small pair of tongs, but I usually use them for the sugar cubes. <laughs> right, right. J- Jagger is used in Indian cooking. It, it's it's like an oh, okay. Asian version of palm sugar. Um, I'll try and find a definition. I'll get I'll get it for you. I'll show you. Yeah, oh, have you got no some? idea. Oh, this is this is great. That is the sound of Kingery scampering off. We need um we need um taster taster podcasts and smeller podcasts so we can smell a vision. Smell with the they must bikers. be around there somewhere. Mind you, you might not want to smell and taste the hairy bikers. Jaggery is a traditional non-centrifugal cane sugar consumed in the Indian subcontinent, Southeast Asia and Africa. It is a concentrated product of cane juice and often date or palm sap without separation of the molasses and crystals and can vary from golden brown to dark brown in colour. Well, now we know. Well, do you shave it? Shave it off, do you? Are we talking about your pubes again? No. <laughs> no. Well, did I miss something? I went and get me jaggery. <laughs> So the answer is then it doesn't. You can keep it. It's fine. That's all. I think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But you could always use Keith Richards instead of you make jaggery. Boom <laughs> <laughs> boom. That's an uncle joke. Yeah. No. No. It does keep, doesn't it, Sai? I think it does. I think you say just don't worry about that. This one says best before November uh, two thousand and twenty-six. Wow. Laughing. Wow. I think she must be buying. You remember sometimes when we cooked on the telly, and obviously we asked for palm sugar, and you see what you do when you're on the telly, you just put a list in and it appears. Yeah. And they have a palm sugar that's almost like a liquid. Yes. You know, that you'd use with a spoon. That, I suspect, is it's easier for the cook and easier for the consumer, but there again, it's not the real deal. No. Well, it probably is the real deal, but you, you know, you're fine yeah. just to get a lump. 
Yeah, just get a lump. It's a nicer, more caramel tasting, though, isn't it? It's like a richer taste. It is. It is. Because it's kind of lovely. And mm. ca- yeah, ca- like you say, caramelly. Nice. Don't, anonymous woman from the jaggery shop, don't ever worry about keeping your jaggery. It's funny, funny thing, sell-by dates, isn't it? Because the supermarket was announced a couple of weeks ago. Now with milk, they're not putting sell-by dates on milk. And they're encouraging to use the sniff test. Basically, if it stinks and it falls, you know, bubbles on your tea, then you chuck it away. If it doesn't, you drink it. I mean, sell-by dates are all right, you know. But, uh, my wife, oh gosh, I'm sure she thinks the, the, the fridge is a time machine. So she didn't grow up with sell-by dates, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know as well though. If you, if if yeah, if you kind of take away that level of like consumer conditioning, it's good because then you you just look at it and go, well, am I prepared to eat that mould or am I not? And like, it's less food waste then, you see, because you become more informed about what what makes you throw up and what doesn't. <laughs> now, Sai, confession time. Yes. If you had jam. And I think we've all done it. And yeah. you just fancy a bit of jam on your scone, you know. Yeah. And there's a bit of mould on the top. Yeah. Now, do you just spoon the mould off, maybe take a centimetre deep and then eat the jam? Uh, yes, I do. I take the mould off. I just take it off the top. I'm not even worried about the centimetre. I just psh, straight off. What about you? I'm the same, if, if mm. I have to admit. This yeah. is not on the telly and it's not for other people, but in the privacy no. of my own home and I'm still here. Yes, what about exactly. you, Tash? Yeah, I think I might be letting my side down on the posh side, but I do as well. I just scrape it to the side. And I've got kids, so I've got no time to fuss around getting the perfect pot. I just scrape the... Well, I put the mould on their piece, and then I have the nice bit underneath. <laughs> 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 I love it when posh tash goes rogue. It's good, isn't it? It's right. great, isn't it? <laughs> I like a bit of mould. I'm fine with mould. I don't mind it. Yes. Excellent. As Alexander Fleming said, penicillin for the masses. Food! Makes everything better. Problem number two for Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. This is called the on-off boyfriend. It's relationship time. Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I would like a male opinion. Am I single or not? I met my on-off boyfriend over 15 years ago. We were both in our 30s. We got on well, but he broke up with me for someone he worked with. I tried to move on, but eventually we got back together. However, he was two-timing this other woman with me the whole time, so the trust in our relationship was gone. He liked living alone while I live with my parents. He works hard, owns his own home, and at first I was attracted to this when he didn't want me to live with him, but now it doesn't feel right. He's always been there for me emotionally. He's a great friend, my best friend, actually. But I realise now he never took me seriously when I told him about how difficult it was for me to be living with my parents. I want to move away, and my boyfriend encourages this, so he's a great friend, but not much of a boyfriend if he wants me to live somewhere else. Also, it's a bit stupid to call him a boyfriend, as he's in his 50s now, and so am I. I don't think he's seeing anyone else, as he's a workaholic, and I can ring him any time he's always at work or alone. And I don't feel single, as he does love me, but yet I feel completely alone. What should I do? Anonymous. Over to you. Oh. Well, if she said, she's talking about 20 years, I think, isn't she? So I she's 30s in her 50s now. This has gone on for far too long. No, mm. you need to stand up for yourself. You know, it sounds as though he's having his gato and mongeing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you do want, you know, it's about commitment, isn't it? And it's about that, 
you know, when you get to like your fifties, you just want a bit of companionship and to be able to do stuff together and be a couple or a partnership. And um, he seems a bit tight, if you ask me. You know, he wants, as Dave says, he wants his cake and eat it, and it just seems a bit, yeah. I mean, it's a tightrope, Dave. It's a tightrope. Yeah, but you see, he wants her to move away from her parents to live on her own, but not with him. Which is wrong. He's a con- control. He wants everything his way. Yes, this is true. Yeah, yeah, control. But it's hard to break habits, isn't it, really? Well, it is hard to break habits. And if he like, yeah. And for him as well, he, like, he's living on his Jack Jones. He doesn't have anybody else to think about. But then, well, except the two women he's seeing. Oh, well, yeah, which is busy enough as it is. So I just think he's been a bit selfish. And as Dave says, I think it's wrong. I think you should commit, do you? Or tell him to sod off. I'm with you both. She needs to move on. Cut that one. Gotta go. He's doing, you know, she, he's seeing that. With, he's saying it to her four other women, five other, five other women. If he hasn't committed by now, all over. But she's wanting to see it. But she has to move on. Go, go, go. Absolutely. And 50 is no age, as I speak from slightly a decade later. You still require passion, love, lust and fun. And if you can't get it where you, where, where you are, then you should go somewhere else and find it. <laughs> There's apps. You can get an app. Let's think about me and Dave if we were single. Well, I'm single. I kind of go on an app, can I? I mean, you know, I kind of swipe left or right. You know, I'm 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 left out in the desert here. Me. Why? Why you could go on Tinder? I kind of go on Tinder, dude. What's Why the other not? one? You might do a grinder. Bumble, bumble, gr- not grinder, not grinder. That's the wrong one. Well, maybe that's, that's where you've been going wrong, Kingy. Maybe it's time to hear your problems. Yes, that's it. Anyway, forget everybody else. Let's talk about me. <laughs> yes. And the fact that you've secretly been in love with me for 20 years and well, you resent my wife. Yes. yes, yes, other than that. Well, to be fair, I've, I've shared more... I've shared more... <laughs> more Valentine's Days with you than I have with anybody else, ever. Yeah, we have, actually. We've some belters, haven't we? Yeah, we it was funny, though. We, we, we had a compromise about three years ago because do you remember not, not that not, sort of you know not, not no, that sort no, of not, not a menage no, no. no not, not a menagerie artois no no, oh, no no but my wife laid the law down she said you me for valentine's night what about kingy oh he can come too so <laughs> three, of us, three of us went out now you see i had conflict then because yeah. obviously like me and kingy when we go out either ip pays or we go dutch you know it's but this time it was thought, I, I felt I'd better pay, really. You know, I didn't particularly want to, but it cost me an arm and a leg. You know, I, th- I felt like I felt like this Arab sheikh that had a harem. You know, a lot of bills to go with it as well. But, <laughs> they looked at each other across the room and I goes, and they were like, I goes, do you love me too? <laughs> It was a good. It was a good night. That actually, it was it, good fun. It was, wasn't it? It was sushi, wasn't it? We had a lobster oh. roll. Yes, <laughs> that's not a euphemism. Euphemism, no. <laughs> yeah, One no, of my definitely. best Valentines, actually. I was the best gooseberry on a Valentine's. My current husband, actually, not I've had any other husbands, but the only husband. He, I was, I wasn't married to him, and it was Valentine's night, and he said to me, he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll see you. My first Valentine's, and he worked very late in the city, and I worked very late in Soho. And I knew I couldn't stay in the office because my boss had got her boyfriend shipping into the boardroom for the night. I couldn't go home because my flatmate was shipping in the boyfriend to our flat for the night. And I, so I rang boyfriend and said, are going to meet me? He said, I'm so sorry, I'm too busy, but I've arranged for somebody in my office to meet you in Leicester Square and take you to see Hannibal Lecter for the night. <laughs> so I ended up in Leicester Square 
going to see Hannibal Lecter with somebody else who then brought his date along. And I goosebreed somebody from my husband's office <laughs> date and spent the whole evening with them in Hold Leicester on. Square. So, so, and you married this dude that sent I you know. off on it's somebody that you completely didn't know to watch Hannibal Lecter. Right, great. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a start. I remember one side a date years ago and... Um, I, 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 this is when I was staff at the BBC, and it always used to be the thing, you know, because we had no money. Um, no. It was, it was. Oh, you, I, I'll meet you. No, I'll, I'll just take you into Top of the Pops for a look, you know. So anyway, I met her at a party, and I thought she was great, you know. Anyway, I met her at the tube station, and it was, it was different. But the thing that struck me is, she'd turned her trousers up, but she'd done it with a staple gun, and it was like, <laughs> I can't take her into work like that. So I took her to Spudgy like in Shepherd's Bush, and never saw her again. <laughs> I can remember seeing the staples. <laughs> I thought, oh, you know, these might have made the effort with a bit of twine. You know, you know, here, bailing here would have been, bailing twine would have been better than that. Yes, <laughs> you, you, you know when it's wrong, don't you? You do. Yeah. Let's yeah. go around the table then for the on-off boyfriend. Stay or dump? Uh, Sigh. Dump. Tash. Dump. Mr Myers. Dump. It's a foregone conclusion, I think. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncle's a line. Problem number three. This is called Hairy Dieter Help. Management Ma- approves, because there's a dieter <laughs> book coming out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes, this is the manager, management approved problem. Uh, dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, could you please help me improve my life by losing some weight? This is not for you yes. to lose some weight. For her. Anyway, uh, this is from Amanda. Since lockdown started, I've put on two stone. I was too scared to go out due to health reasons, so I became a bit of a hermit, and I only ventured out when it was absolutely necessary. I stopped walking to and from work every day, of course, as I work from home, although I'll be going back into the office once a week when my health permits. Now I'm in the situation where I need to lose weight, but I find exercising difficult, as I've also got fibromyalgia. Some days I can mm. walk for 20 minutes with no pain. Others, I'm lucky to hobble around in my little one-bed flat. I cannot stand for longer than five to ten minutes without having to go and sit down, so I find cooking for myself difficult. Most of my meals, then, are done in the oven, as stovetop cooking can be a real pain. So what would you recommend that might be good for weight loss, easy to oven cook without lots of preparation? Any help you can give would be really appreciated, and that comes from Amanda. One thing, do you remember when we did the hairy dieters, and it's been ten years now, the thing that Roy Taylor said to us, and it was about exercise versus cutting down on your food, he said the first thing to do was to cut down on the food because it takes an awful lot of exercise, say, to work off a chocolate bar. And, and he, you know, remember we, we cycled for about half an hour in the lakes. This is when we were proper fat. And um, he said, right, so so you go now and you, you have, a, have a Mars bar. It could be other chocolates. I said, yes. He said, well, you've just destroyed what you've done. So was it worth it? Nah. So, so really, I think you can lose weight without the exercise obviously exercise helps it helps your morale but fibromyalgia can be i know we have a remember our family's got it and it can be so debilitatingly painful yeah and that's not good for your head either no it's not it's not and i think well it's just those it's that those practical i tell you what you could do um this if you have a look on our website and just work through some of the recipes that are on there and some of the books that we do are really pretty quick um, some of the recipes that we do are, are, are really, really quite quick. Some are in the oven, some are on the stovetop, but again, really quite quick. And they're healthy. It's a, it's a tough one, that, and I, I do feel for you because it's, uh, 
Yeah, that's that's difficult. Because you had you had that actually when you were ill, so I remember that you, you know yeah. you would. It was shortly after the dietist, so you, you were you were pretty ripped when you went into Hossie, Yeah, when you had your aneurysm. But in in the coming kind of six months to nine months, mm-hmm. obviously the, the weight came back on because. Yes. You're not going to start doing weights or on a rowing machine when you've just had your your head sorted. You know you yeah. you had your aneurysm sorted, and obviously you need some comfort. It's hard, and it takes a while to get back on. It does, it does, and it, and 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 it's and as well if you're not motivated to kind of move, which I I I I wasn't because it would take me. It would literally I'd be I'd I'd get up in the morning, make a cup of tea, and I'd be asleep until three o'clock in the afternoon because it took every single ounce of energy to do that uh, soon mm-hmm. after the operation mind you it got better progressively but um if you yeah it's i'm just trying to think what i did actually and i used quite a lot of our recipes leave yeah. that one with us i tell Le- you what if, if you if you drop a line into mark yeah the, the, one of our diet books was her, and i'm not trying to flog the book it was hairy diet as fast food and it wasn't fast food in terms of of burgers and trying to do that it, it was that it was actually we wrote it with the idea of maintaining you know if you're going to do a diet it's got to be sustainable that means you're not going to spend three hours cooking especially when you're starving hungry and if you, if you send your details into mark i'll see you get a copy of that because I, I have got a couple tucked away and, and we will uh, we'll send that to you Definitely. but um you just got to persist with it really also I'll tell you what down lockdown as well that i think it, it was booze um, I don't know if, if you drink at all, but obviously the calories in booze, apart from the fact it makes you sodding hungry the next day, that, that has to go for a while till you get your weight in order. And also it's good for your head because don't forget alcohol is a, is a depressant. Yeah. And, it's, um, and, and it's, 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 it's important. So try and knock the booze on the head. And honestly, your mood changes. And here's one I did. There was a, uh, my consultant told me this. He said... Uh, if there's any, when you get out of bed in the morning, and it's just about changing your mood, he said, make your bed. He said, just make your bed. As soon as you get up, make your bed. And I've done that religiously ever since I had me, uh, the brain aneurysm. And it works. It definitely works. Some mornings I'll be like, oh, what? What a bloody day. And then, and you know, there's nothing wrong with a day. They put everything wrong with my head. And like, just make your bed and make your bed, <coughs> knock the booze on the head. We'll send you a book and then get back in touch and we'll tell you and tell us how you're getting on. And another thing, I don't know if it's, it, you know, it works for a lot of people. It works for us doing lockdown. We both had dogs. Apart from the companionship, which is so good for your psyche, you have to go out for a walk and, mm. you know, to, to be met in the morning by by a little friend that, that wants feeding and wants a bit of love. It's so good for you. And even if you're just lying in front of the telly, it just keeps you on track. But the thing is, is never to give up. Just bite the bullet. The thing is, the first couple of weeks, and, and, and keep an eye on the scales, the first couple of weeks you do find out that, that the weight will drop off. And that's, that's very, very inspiring. I also think getting up in, getting up in the morning and doing something first thing, because that's when you've got the greatest amount of energy because you've slept. That's when you feel you can tackle things. And then you feel like you deserve the rest of the afternoon to sit, relax, recover, etc. So if you spend all day dreading doing exercise or not being able to, or gosh, I've got to get up, the day disappears on you. So I think getting up early and doing it for your head, for your physique, for even if you get up and cook dinner early and it's sitting there waiting for you later, if you've got all your energy in the morning, do it in the morning. So I think your, your day is um, deserved then to sit down later. Si and I were lucky because we had each other. And I don't think there's anything <clears throat> wrong whatsoever with slimming clubs. 
with, or be it online or be it in person, because not only does it motivate you, it's it kind of helps you. You're not on your own. It's good for your social life. Um, you know, just share it. And, and and I think again after COVID, it's getting back into that. And if you if you're worried about going out, then have a go with the Zoom thingy. And don't be too tough on yourself either. You know, if you fall off the wagon, just just don't catastrophize it. Just go, okay, I've got it wrong today. Just get back on the bike, you know, and I mean, you know, metaphorically speaking, uh, get back on the bike and, and crack on. For, for those of you listening, you might hear some sort of strange noises in the background. And, and I can see Si and I can see Dave and I can see Posh Tash because we, we video uh, call each other while we're doing this. And I can notice someone moving around in the background. Si, do you want to explain what's actually going on? Because we can hear quite a lot of the stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah, but it's you? great. It's okay. great. But well, I just wonder, perhaps we should set some sorry. context of what's happening. Yes, well, I'm sat in my kitchen and this is Al and Mrs. B. Al and Mrs. B, when I'm away, look after the house, you see, and look after me dog so he doesn't have to go into a kennel. So they're kind of like me adopted mum and dad. But they haven't got their heads round the, when I'm on a podcast, to shut the hell up! <laughs> you can hear you! You know what, come and, come and show, come and show that I know everybody in the podcast can't see, but Mrs. B is now armed. No, bring that bloody thing that's making it's all, all the right. noise. It's all right, they've been on camera twice now already. <laughs> <laughs> hello, me, hello. Hi, uh, And she's, that's oh, what's that's, making oh, the noise. This it's thing. Bro- oh, it's nice, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I just thought we'd, I just thought we'd put that, just in case everything's, we, we kind of, you know, yes. we, we do the worst recordings ever. Al... Uh, keeps coming through with logs randomly and not closing the door particularly quietly either. (laughs) Well, this is good. The dog's dying for a poo and he's just been out. It's it's bloody chaos here. Well... I have the same problem in my mansion. The staff won't be quiet. <laughs> well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email, send an email to the agony uncles. It's time to head to Confidential Corner for Confidential ooh, Corner. Uh, final gift. And today's is called Where's His Willy? For this, I need a man's name and a lady's name, please. Uh, so, Uncle Sai, you can do the man. Uncle Dave, the lady's name. What can we have? Warwick. 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 Dave. Sharon. Warwick and Sharon. <laughs> ah, yes. That sounds like a fine name for a sitcom couple. Where's, where's Warwick? Where's Willie? Where's Warwick? Where's Warwick's <laughs> Willie? And that's actually the name. It's Where's Warwick's Willie? Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I listened to your first podcast which had the hairy backman problem. I have to say that, you know, the hairy backman, who uh, Donald, I think we named him at that time, has, has sparked mm. an enormous postbag. So thank you very much for everyone who's got in touch with that. Anyway, this comes from um, Sharon. I listened to your first podcast, which had the hairy backman problem. Sai made a throwaway comment that has nagged away at me now for some time, which is why I have to write to you. Mm. He said, quote, All men shave their bits. To which I assume he was referring to the general downstairs area below a man's belly button. No, no, I said, do all men shave their bits? Ah. It was quite a question, you see. Well, you see, ah. this is what you've done now. Sharon's confused. She said, is this true? And if so, how would I convince my partner of 19 years, Warwick, to do this? When it's time for a bit of how's your father... I sometimes feel like Indiana Jones hacking through the undergrowth to find his gentleman vegetables. Now he's gone grey too, so it's a little bit like he's got Father Abraham down there. However, 
However, uh, when I mentioned this to him, he made some grumbling noises about not letting me loose down there with a pair of scissors. Thank you very much. Advice, please. Be a right. trimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, Either yeah. that or dye it. You could dye it. Get some uh, um, eyelash dye and tint yourself. It needs to look a bit better. But, you know, if you go over the top, it'd look like a big black bush, wouldn't it? You don't want what? that either. No, no. No, no. Just, just, just do a bit of, you know, just do a bit of home maintenance, Warwick. Bit of, bit of topiary. You know, yeah. You know, it could but if Warwick suggested that she make it part of the foreplay and the fun, then she'd do a maze <laughs> and find her way down there. Then create a little pathway. Maybe that's the way down. Then it'd look, be- not everybody's got gardeners like you in your big, big mansion. Oh, I'll lend us some bonsai tree shears. <laughs> little, little, little shears. Little bonsai tree shears. <laughs> you, don't, you have those. You do, don't you? And yeah, you have those. Isn't it funny that our pubic hair comes in and out of fashion? i got to admit, in my kind of formative years, you know, when you used to get those magazines at school and look under the desk, it was all the rage, you know, the uh, uh, you know a bit of growth. And nowadays, oh, it, it, it just looks like a, a, a strip chicken, you know. I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm set on the fence with that one. But back in Middle Ages times, people were desperate for, for a big bush. And it was called a merkin. He used to have a pubic wig. You know, in the British Museum, they've got merkin tongs that used to heat up so you could curl your merkin, so your proper curly whirlies. And actually, it's true this, in... The, the, the Italian ladies, the GIs, when they came over to Italy, they liked a bit downstairs, you know. So the Italian ladies, because they'd been quite groomed, they made themselves merkins out of horsehair to please the American in troops, allegedly. So I've read. Why did, Perhaps. Why did the Americans want horsehair? Well, they didn't know it was horsehair, Tash. They thought that was genuine Italian lady hair. Oh, I see, I see. Yes, no, it wasn't. I love the Merkins. I think Merkins are brilliant. Not that I've got one, and not that I've seen one. (laughs) I think Merkins are brilliant. And said it, I'd have brought it up. The word Merkin is just fantastic. But she, maybe, maybe he's got a Merkin and she's got to find his (laughs) gherkin. That's (laughs) Oh, oh, that was straight out of the dorm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right, listen. But you need to, yeah, Warwick, Warwick, tell tidy Warwick, yourself up. Just tidy yourself. I mean, look, I mean, we all trim, you know, we do. Well, you need a bit of a trim, you know, because, you know, it, it's, it, I mean, it's fungus, isn't it? That's what, that's what it is. Fungus around your man vegetable. The colour's strange, really. I mean, have, have, has yours gone white? Uh, For the benefit of those without video, size looking down his pants. Uh, no. No, neither of mine. The ginger. Mine. <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> when I used to work as a makeup artist, a problem now, you know, in TV drama is a lot of the ladies are quite well groomed down there. So I did actually have to make a merkin once. And and basically, it's like if you, if, if, you know, like if you're making like false moustaches or beards, you take a template with cling film and cellophane. Oh. So basically... You, you cover the parts with cling film and then wrap strips of sellotape on the top so you can take the shape of that said mound and then you give that to the wig maker oh. and, he not, and they knot up what you want. A knock up. <laughs> yeah, but what was funny is, so I had this merkin. I got to I did, did give the lady the glue herself to put it on because I, I couldn't go too far. But then it was like a Van Dyke beard, you know, like a, a, a chin beard. 
And there was one bloke, he was, he was an extra on the film I was working on, and he was, he was really nasty to me, he was really horrible. I'm not having a beard, I'm not having a beard. I said, I've just got a little one then, is that all right? Yes, okay then. So I stuck the murkin on his chin and I left all day. <laughs> you know who you are out there. And that's that and that's a lesson for us all, listeners. Don't piss off the makeup artist. <laughs> nah. Nah. By that I'll put I'll put him back in your toothpaste. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yes. This? Yes. There you go. You don't even have to shave. No scissors. Whack a log of the imac around your man vegetables and jobs are good. It oh, all falls no. off. Oh. You just, you know. Or, or, uh-huh. I think there's a bit more embracing to be going on. She's assuming that he's got a problem, but that's how he's chosen to have his hair. So maybe she needs to embrace the hair yet again, but maybe she should vajazzle it, you know, stick some flashy bits in it. So, I know, she could put, like, you know, at Christmas you can get those beard lights. Those funky beard lights. You boys must have been sent them, surely. I, 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 I had you some beard... lights on your beards. I had some beard baubles that um, my stepdaughter ah. bought me and I put them in. The only thing is, though, I was a bit pissed and I went to bed and I turned over and he ripped my face off. <laughs> What's for jazzling? When you put jewels on it, you have it all done and it's all sparkly and you have little jewels, like, you know, like you do earrings and makeup. You vajazzle your, your hair, your bits. I could use my tongs where I might pick up my peeps with. I could get those tongs. You just put little jewels on it. It's, it's, it's very clever. Or you get your staff to do it. <laughs> Excuse me, it's that time again. For jazzling yourself? Uh, I'll, I'll just ask, I'll, uh, have you ever for jazzled anything, Al? For jazzled. Uh huh. No, he's never heard of no, it. No, no. I tell you what, though. Apparently, Shirovsky crystals are very Ooh. useful for vajazzling, but there's a male counterpart, and it's known as decorating. <laughs> decorating? <laughs> yeah. Get the decorators in. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't ask Mrs. Beat to do that. Like, it'd be wrong. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Can fair you come do. and decorate? It's <laughs> wrong. Decorate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it brings a whole new word meaning to the word spring clean. I mean, it's yes, just... but you can you can get these things. I've I've seen them. They're, they're like you know shears. They're, they're like a, they're like a beard trimmer, but specifically for downstairs, and it's called manscaping. Manscaping. I see it comes up on the Facebook thing. I haven't bought any yet. I mean, I'm yeah, not I'm <laughs> yet. But manscaping. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose so. It's guaranteed to not to nick. Oh. That is what we need then. Okay, so uh, so general advice uh, uh, from Sai, a little trim. Oh yeah. Okay. From Tash, yeah. uh, put some sort of jewellery on it. Or a maze. Or a maze. The or maze was a great idea, actually. Uh, I like the maze. And the, yeah. the topiary shears are what you need to do. That that's great. And then uh, for Dave, uh, some sort of dye, as you initially said. So is it eyelash dye? Eyelash dye would do fine. Yes, and wouldn't irritate. Excellent, mm. Sharon. You and Warwick will have fun times, I'm sure. If, if your, your life's in a mess, mess then the email address is the agony uncles at the Yeah. Well, that's it for this podcast of, of complete and utter lunacy. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening and uh, come back next week because, oh, listen, the other thing is as well, what we'll do, if you, uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe and then hit the story button thingies because that's always good. Yeah, that helps us. And it's like, well, we've had everything from fibromyalgia to dieting to decorating. And <laughs> yes. it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, you know, just helping the nation again, yet again. And if you want to get in touch with us, send us your problems, comments or anything really to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Mm-hmm.